What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 29, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Founder Numero Dos, Ben. That's what I would do if I was a German Shepherd. Baseball, Ben, <laughs> what's going on, man? Oh, that's wonderful. How's it going, Justin? Man. Not too bad. We are just you and I today. No Sam. I know. I, I heard that uh, Sam actually turned into a German Shepherd. Wouldn't be able to join us this evening. Is that true or am I getting my facts uh, incorrect? No, I think he was out uh, leading the interns in a charge to figure out his like battle versus father time that he seems to be in right now. Ah, oh, that's right. I do have an intern update later in the episode. But uh, I tell you what, how's your baseball week going? Man, it's good. Welcome back to the show, first of all. that's let's, We don't even need to get, to get there yet. It's been a while since you've been on. Not really, like, but it feels like no, it. No, yeah, it feels like it for sure. Um, you know, I definitely enjoyed um, listening to the last episode. I also was doing some uh, home renovation sort of stuff, and I put on the Ranger game on the radio. It was Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, and they're playing the Twins, and um, I listened to about an inning and a half while I'm putting in this door with my father-in-law, and it gets to the seventh inning, and on the radio broadcast, they play the singing of god bless america and the person was just um they were singing it beautifully but i guess to my father-in-law they were wargling it is is how it probably sounded so about three lines into god bless america my father-in-law goes we got to change the radio station like he was done (laughs) that killed the baseball audio that was it huh that was it and then we went back to classic rock or indie or whatever there's no way that your father-in-law was listening to indie music with you. Yeah, dude, he listens to uh, the indie rock, the NPR indie rock station that they have here in North Texas. That's what my father-in-law <laughs> listens to. Glad we hammered that out on the show. Yeah, man. You got to get your facts straight, Justin. I hear you, man. You Just connecting the dots, as Sam would say. Yeah, yep. that's right. Absolutely. Well, we uh, definitely shout out to Sam. We'll see him again uh, probably later in the week, So, uh, or I guess later in the weekend. It's uh, coming up on the holiday weekend, man. That's right. You have any big plans for the fourth? Man, it's weird because usually the Red Sox are actually in town here, but the Rangers are actually up there uh, over the fourth. So that's rivalry week coming up next week. That's right. That's right. Is there going to be any sort of a uh, wager of any kind on the line? Oh, almost definitely. Good. Well, I can't wait to hear the details on that one. We'll have to get creative on it. Yeah, yeah. The guys in creative, they're always doing good stuff. They're, They're a little lazy, but, you know, they're they're all right. And, you know, it's it's someone has to do it. Exactly. I, I know, uh, so we've had a lot going on around here lately, some development of some new shows and stuff that are coming, so we're really excited about that. I don't want to give away too much yet, but there's some really cool stuff coming. But I know you've been involved with that and wrangling up these interns. Do you have an update on what's going on with those guys? Yeah, um, they were actually trying to win over a major client, and so they took them on a hunting trip, and our intern, Ken, took some buckshot to the face. <laughs> Uh, was that Justin a Mad Men just, reference? <laughs> that is a Mad Men reference. Justin almost just spit out his water all over <laughs> his soundboard as I said that. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought that, I don't know about you, when I picture the sensibly loud media empire, I'm picturing like Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, and yeah. there's different floors of like, that's how I visualize it in my I mind. See, I see the vision. I see the vision. Sam's got some like office in the, like in the tower that's terrifying. With yeah. like the octopus portrait on the wall. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, 
I hope that you had them sign liability waivers and whatnot. Oh, I would have, but I couldn't find the lawyers. They were down in the creative office, oh. but that's all right. I'm starting to see a trend here with these these lawyers. Bong rips and litigation. That's what they say. That is what they say. I don't think anyone says that. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> we really have a bad legal team if that's really what's going on down there. Yes. Uh, probably probably pretty close. Well, we'll keep, we'll keep checking in with the interns. Hopefully, hopefully they can land that big client. I mean, are they going to get some leeway since you know, Ken shot someone in the face? Uh, he actually took the buckshot. He was not the oh. Dick Cheney of this situation. I, <laughs> I'm glad that you went there because that was my next thing I was going to ask you. Was it a Dick Cheney type situation? Uh, it, when is it not? Good point. Good point. What, a, what an incredible mark in history. Dude, absolutely. It was a simpler time. Um, all right. Tell you what, Ben. Who's sponsoring the pod today? Let's talk some baseball. Oh, yeah. Let me see what I can find here. Let's see where I put that old old advertisement here. Ah, here we go. Tired of sleeping in jail? Are you afraid of missing out on all your family events? Try Barry's Bail Bonds. Drug charge? He's got you covered. Try him today. Back to you, Justin. I love it. I love it. Yep, that was another good suggestion from Grounds Crew Jeff hanging out there outside Pittsburgh. You know that I'm a Barry Bonds fan, so anytime that it comes up, I'm I'm all for it. I'm with you, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm not, but I understand <laughs> where you're coming from in that space. Yeah, you don't want to agree with me, but deep down, you you might want to. But it's okay. I'll 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 let you see the light. It'll come. Um, speaking of new developments on the outfielder pod we're not ready to to reveal everything yet but it is worth noting that out there in the world justin has a podcast doppelganger so that's all we're going to tease right now but just understand that in the future we got to do some investigative journalism and um send out some of the interns to really try and figure out what's going on so first of all a couple things there one i'm already investigating I'm looking into this further um, because there's some dude that looks a lot like me putting out podcasts involving the Red Sox, nonetheless, which is kind of frightening. Um, but he, he, he striking amount looks like me. So uh, I'm doing some research into this. Number one, number two, I'm certainly not sending the interns out there. <laughs> <laughs> they, I feel like we're dividing by zero. If Ken got shot in the face, during the last foray, I'm certainly not going to let them blow this investigative cu- case that we've got brewing here at Sensibly Loud. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. Well, uh, stay tuned, uh, Grounds Crew, because we have some some good updates in the future on that. It's going to be one of two things, the way I see it. It's going to be, we're going to have an enemy that we're going to have to deal with, which I'm, I'm oh, totally good with. Don't say enemy. Let's make it a rival. That sounds better. Mm, okay. Okay. I'll... I'll cave for this, but that's about it on that. Um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm perfectly willing to fight this guy. Uh, okay. Verbally, I don't really want a, a physical altercation. I mean, I'll do it if you're really going to put me in the corner, but come on. Um, this we'll isn't like my gambling fight. Right. This isn't like my gambling debts. Like, this is, this is real. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, this is a real thing. Um, or we'll have a friend of the pod, maybe uh, somebody to come on and talk some extra Red Sox when you don't want to listen to me talk about it. Ooh, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, so one way or the other, we'll get it figured out, but I'm certainly not sicking the interns on it. They've got better things to do, apparently. 
Okay, fair enough. They need to get in. They need to get in there and start cleaning up that damn kitchen. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> it is a mess in there. They're all making their hot pockets for lunch, and it's just disgusting. That's one of like the saddest things I've done as an adult. Is I'm 30, <laughs> and I was in my work break room, nice break room, and I'm microwaving a freaking hot pocket, and someone looks at me, and I'm just like, "Yep, I'm <laughs> successful." <laughs> I'm about, I'm reasonably sure that you came and told me about that, like right after it happened. Yeah. That, that sounds like me. Uh, sure does. Very little shame on the side <laughs> of, the of the booth. Yeah, I love it. Oh, I love it. All right. Let's do, let's talk some actual baseball, though. Let's do everybody's favorite segment Around the Diamond. That's right, dogs and puppies. See, I did that a little different this time. I did. Did you notice? I did. I don't know if I love it. All right. Well, it's let's fine. let's rehash. Okay, let's do that sound cue again. Here we go. Let's go. It's time for everyone's favorite segment, Around oh, the Diamond. That's right, cats and kittens, where we take you from AL to NL, from east to west, and everywhere in between, bringing you the most up-to-date standings of what's going on in the majorest of leagues. Justin, what's going on in the AL East? Let's talk about it. So the Yankees are at 52 and 25, the Red Sox 53 and 27, Tampa Bay 39 and 40, Toronto 37 and 43, Baltimore at 23 and 55. Thoughts? Shout out to the Orioles' worst record in baseball. And at this point, like, holy crap. It's bad. What is going on? It's real And they haven't even made a, a manager change, which I think is really interesting. I'm wondering what their end goal is. But really, that's about all the airtime I want to give them. I want to focus once again on the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry and how much I love that it annoys you that even though the Red Sox have more wins, mathematically, the Yankees are still a half game up on them. Yep. It's going to switch, and it's going to switch soon. Um, it's going to switch back. It's, it's going to flip-flop all year long. Yeah. Dude, Sam and I were talking about it. I'm sure you heard. Uh this Red Sox team could win a. They're on pace to win a hundred and uh, I think I said one hundred and seven last time. They're on a pace right now to win one hundred and ten games, and they could get eliminated in a one game playoff. Yeah, that is a lot of incentive to win the division, and they finished the season with a four game set against the Yankees. Have they had their second set against the Yankees yet, or only no, the first one? That we're uh, we're approaching that. So I need this Angel series to be over with because it's boring as shit. <laughs> and then we move on this weekend to the Yankee series. Okay. Um, I'm really, I like a lot of what's going on um, out of both the Yankees and the Red Sox club. I think you just have two really well put together teams and they're set up for um, continued success. So along with the Astros, I feel like those three teams are going to be the least streaky in baseball this year. I think you're going to have the consistent, uh, excuse me, a trend of overall consistency throughout the year. So you're going to hate me for saying this, but I have some complaints about the Red Sox. I, I feel like you're going to hate you for saying no, that. No, not at all. I just mean that I'm talking about a 52-win team that has issues. So okay. keep that in perspective of what I'm saying here. Got it? Got it. So okay. here's my issue. The second most wins in baseball, you have an issue. I have several issues. Number one, 
The second half of this lineup is dog shit. <laughs> Absolute. Jackie Bradley Jr. is batting 201. And he's at the bottom of the lineup. His defensive prowess is incredible. But he's hitting like shit and has been all... I mean, 201 on the season, he's just, just barely eclipsed the Mendoza line. And that's only because he went like three for four last night. What's his on-base percentage? Um, let me tell you. Because I, that might at least make it more forgivable. It's not that good. <laughs> I can tell you that already. Just mark that. It's not that good. <laughs> it's not. Um, hold on. Why is OBP so hard to find here? Here we go. While he's pulling up the stats. 291. Uh, talked, 291. What's that? 291. Okay. Well, I mean. That's, that's not uh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's not great. And you cannot do that. No. Can't do it. Oh, by the way, that was a drop. Yeah. Like, just him, uh, both he and Sam, that was great. You cannot do that. <laughs> There's also this one. It's always great. The red assness that is baseball, right? <laughs> Sam loves that drop, too. Um, but, every dude, so here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some numbers real quick for you. Okay. J.D. Martinez just hit his 25th home run tonight. That is the most. So, he's 25 home runs before the end of June. That's the most ever by a Red Sox player before the end of June. Right, good for him. Okay. He's batting 326, got an OBP of 393, and a 1.039 OPS. Mookie Betts, batting 338, OBP of 424, uh, OPS of 1.113. Um, Andrew Benintendi, batting 374, or I'm sorry, uh, 290, on base 374, OPS of 896. Uh, Good Lord. And finally, this one will surprise you, Mitch Moreland batting Ugh. 298, OBP of 366, and an OPS of 929. Oh, my God. It annoys me how good he's being right now. He's, and that's all year. Okay, so you have that. That's the first half of the lineup. Then you've got guys like Rafael Devers, who plays third base, has, let's see, how many errors on the year? A lot. <laughs> a good amount. We're but, already to the point where you're, you're tallying errors? Oh, it's been so many. He had like three against the Rain, that Rangers series whenever they were here a little while back. He's hitting 234, OBP of 281, OPS of 694. That's not terrible. Yeah. It's okay. It's average. But then you've got people like, uh, let's see... Hanley Ramirez doesn't matter. Uh, Sandy Leone, batting 235, OBP of 282, and a 615 OPS. You've got Blake Swihart with a 158 batting average. Uh, he's on base 220 and hitting 404, or an OPS of 404. So you've got an extremely top heavy lineup. And if Jackie Bradley Jr. can get his ass on first base, and you have Mookie Betts coming back around. I watched Mookie Betts last night take pitch number one for a solo shot. That's awesome. I want to also talk. So that, that's pissing me off. The other thing that's really pissing me off is second, their second base situation with Pedroia being out. And I know Sam is, wants to be right about this. And I kind of started to agree with him. I mean, he's only played like three games all year. And Eduardo Nunez playing second base is not working. Ben. I 100% promise you that if Alex Cora went out on the diamond and played second base, he would be better. <laughs> because Alex Cora was a fucking second baseman. 
I would love to see that happen, by the way. I would love that, too. But this Manny did that a couple of years ago when he was a minor league manager. He was a player I was manager. say, when's the last time we had a player manager in the majors? That like, was, well, not in the majors. but 30? Yeah, probably something like that. Um, but their pitching's been really good. Um, so, I mean, that's a savior. David Price is finally having a good year. Their bullpen, uh, they're going to need to add to their bullpen at some point. Uh, I actually... Mix. Go what? ahead. No, what? I was going to say, that was my next point, is we're less than five weeks out from the trade deadline. So since we're talking about the Red Sox, you see them looking to make moves to add to bullpen and then potentially, based on Pedroia, adding a second baseman. Is that accurate? I would say more than anything. So they, they signed Brandon Phillips today, who hasn't played baseball in a, like since the la- end of last year. Uh, mm-hmm. He was a longtime second baseman for the Reds. I think he's like an eight-time Golden Glove, something like that. Um Pretty good guy. I, I mean, I don't expect much out of him, but they need something. It cannot continue to be Eduardo Nunez. Um, so they've got to figure that out. So I would look for them to add two things. I would add, look for them to add to the, the bullpen, which they've got some people coming back, which is going to help them in depth-wise there. And they're actually, their, bull, their setup situation, everything has been pretty good, but they're going to need a better setup, man, going into the playoffs and everything. Joe Kelly's more of like a... a Six to seventh inning kind of guy. I don't think that he's a good setup man. And then I think so, that they're going to look to add a bat as well. And I've heard that that's going to be your boy Beltre. Yeah, I could see that. They've engaged in talks already about it. Well, who do you have on third for the Red Sox? Devers. Could Devers play second if you put no. in Belts? No. Okay. Belts is more than likely. I don't know what would happen there actually. I, I, what would probably end up happening, which I don't necessarily want to happen for his development, is to send to send uh, Devers down. But he's had a lot of major league playing time. He came up like late July last year and has stayed up since. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, he's made a lot of errors, but I think that he knows that he's just 19 years old and growing. Yeah. And but it just sucks that it's at the hot corner like that. So that's what I expect him to do. So one final Red Sox question. Yeah. Who would make a better second baseman, Nunez or a cardboard cutout of Sam? A cardboard cutout of Sam, no doubt about it. Nunez, dude, he just in the in like so he plays third, shortstop, uh, second, and like outfield, which most most players can play outfield. Um, and second base is by far his weakest. <laughs> so that, it just sucks because th- that's where they need him, but like. That he's not good, and he's he's batting like shit too. Let me find that real fast. He is while batting. you're pulling that up. You heard it here, grounds crew. If you have a connection at Fenway, we will get you a cardboard cutout to run to second base and put out there. Absolutely, of, uh, our co-host Sam. Agreed. So let's make this happen. Uh, get the hashtag going. Sam's on second. <laughs> I'm going to do that right after we get done out of the studio. Uh, Eduardo Nunez is batting 284, slugging 350, OPS of 634, on base of 284. I think I said he was batting 284. He's batting 253, on base 284, and then OPS of 634. That's not good. It still is better than any of the Rangers right now. He's my piece of shit for the episode. <laughs> no, you can't proxy Sam's POS corner. Sure can. And make it about your Red Sox. Just okay. did. <laughs> what other thoughts do you have on the AL East? Um, yeah, I'm excited for this Yankee series. It's going to be fun. It's in the Bronx. Um, the Yankees got swept this past weekend by the Rays, by the way. Yeah, the Rays, um, 
They're just about 500 at 39 and 40. I would say if you're a Tampa fan, you know, watch out. But they're 14 games back of the Yankees <laughs> yes. right now. So, they happen uh, to be in, like, the most competitive division in baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Tampa. Yep. It's too bad, guys. All right, let's move on to the Central. Cleveland is at 43 and 35. Minnesota, 34 and 41. Detroit, 36 and 44. Chicago, 27 and 51. Kansas City, 25 and 55. Thoughts? Uh, yeah, once again, props to Cleveland. They have... Um, They've really taken their training wheels off and they've started to kind of make some stuff happen. They're seven and three of their last 10 and they've lost two in a row. And so that tells you that they were on a pretty good tear before that. So definitely props on them. I know one of my favorite, uh, one of your favorite drops of mine is don't sleep on the twins, but the twins are now (laughs) falling to seven and a half back. They're 34 and 41 at this juncture. Um, God, it wouldn't surprise me if they keep up on a poor tear that they may try to um, offload a, a name or two before the All Star break or before the uh, trade deadline. Boy, was I not a happy camper the other day when they won that series against Boston. I was not happy. Um, this team, this Minnesota team, is full of talent that is just hurt, and that sucks because they should be. They should, I think they have enough talent to be giving uh, Cleveland a run for their money in this division. Yeah. I really do. And they're just hurt as hell. I'm looking at their DL real quick. Well, especially because Cleveland started out so lackluster. Right. They weren't bad. They just didn't have an identity. Exactly. Okay, so they've got their DL. So they've gotten some guys back recently, but Byron Buxton's on the DL, the 10-day DL. Jason Castro on the 60-day DL. Uh, knee issue, Michael Pineda, 60-day DL, elbow. And then Polanco got suspended, and then Irvin Santana is on the 60-day DL as well. Those are pretty big heavy hitters in their their lineups. And people like Brian Dozier, I mean, hitting 221 OBP of 301 and an OPS of 699, that's not great for your third spot, you know? No, I hear you. Um... So two things about that. Number one, shout out to grounds crew member Dan uh, tweeting us a pic from Target Field when the Rangers were in town up there last week. Well done there. Uh, But I did want to ask you, Justin, my second point here. We've talked a lot about the Twins, specifically in their ability to siphon wins off of the Indians. Mm Mm-hmm. Tigers are only half a game back of where the Twins are, and they have more wins than Minnesota. They're in that same sort of, um, they have more wins, but they yeah. also have more losses situation. Yep. What is causing us to be higher on the Twins and maybe not pay as much attention to Detroit? So Detroit is in an all-out rebuilding mode right now. And they're just, they happen to be better than they anticipated on being. Um, Nick Castellanos is a big part of that. He is, let me see, he is hitting 308, whoops, 308, uh, on base 355 and has an OPS of 858. So, I mean, and he's hitting eighth in their lineup typically. That's impressive. No, there's no way that's right. But regardless, he's hitting, I mean, he's playing really well and they've got some guys like Jose Iglesias and, 
Uh, I mean, James McCann, even though he's been around a long time, is still a veteran. Victor Martinez is hurt. That sucks. Uh, we know a James McCann personally, and that'd be really funny if he was batting. <laughs> it freaks me out every time I hear it. It's really strange. Um, we could maybe get him onto the show one day. That'd be something. Um, you want to talk about some hot sports opinions? Oh yeah, for sure. Probably, probably um, not someone who's going to be hanging out with the intern or the, uh, the guys down in creative. No, no, most likely not. So what about what's going on with, um, any, anything you want to say on, on Chicago or, or Kansas city? Not any? really boring, boring, boring. Yeah, the one thing that I would just want to see is I know that both those teams we talked about at the beginning of the year as being part of the rebuild, just start to watch. Um, I'd be interested to kind of see the rumor mill of who might be hitting the, um, you know, who might be being shopped. So Kansas, definitely, uh, Kansas City would, already traded a, their closer the other day. Yeah, so I mean, th- there it is. We're, we're five weeks out of the um, – of the deadline and Kansas is already shopping people. So definitely going to be interesting to see kind of how that all shakes out. I know that Jimmy is still uh, pulling against the Royals here. <laughs> Just forever. <laughs> Can't blame him. Um, all right, let's move on to the West. Houston is at 54 and 28. Seattle 49 and 31. Oakland 42 and 38. LA 41 and 39. Texas 35 and 46. Thoughts? Still sobbing into my Rangers cap. Not much else to say there. Um, no, I'm actually wanting to say, talk a little bit about uh, the Angels. Uh, as you've called them, the Sideshow Angels. They're in fourth place in the division. They have a winning record at, at 41 and 39. They're 12 games back. That's how good the Astros are this year. Um, I'm surprised to see that the Angels are just continuing to fall. But I think it's less of them falling. I think it's more of... Oakland just happened to get really hot really quick, winning eight eight of their last ten. Um, and Seattle's been nipping at the heels of Houston, you know, for the last three weeks. Yeah. Um, I so here's the thing, man. I call that that Angels team a sideshow team for a reason. Let me let me read this to you real quick. So they're playing the Red Sox as we speak. Okay. Red Sox are up six to four in the fourth right now. Or in the sixth, excuse me. Uh, I saw this tweet a little bit, a little bit ago. Red Sox now lead the Angels 40 to six in four and a half games this year. This is in the American League in 2018. 40 to six, they've outscored them in four and a half games. Oh my God. Like I said, I watched Mookie Betts take some weird pitcher that I've never heard of before. First pitch right over the wall. The other night, um, I think it, it was J.D. Martinez, same game, hit a home run off this same pitcher that hit the actual light towers on top of the green monster, and the trajectory of it was still going up before it hit the light tower. Dude. Like, this Angels team is terrible, and they don't even know it. So and for what it's worth, like that's some of the natural level home run garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that is not natural, dude. That's that's something. fantastic. Um, to be fair, aside from Otani and all that, there are one, two, fourteen people on their DL. That's rough, including 
almost their entire starting rotation. Yikes. That's rough. That sucks. Yeah, no, for sure. By the way, uh, as of seven hours ago, MLB.com published a story saying uh, Otani is likely to return as a designated hitter before he comes back as a pitcher. So it sounds like they're going to train him to be a one-way player for at least the next few uh, few weeks. By the way, if you shake your head like that, you're going to get whiplash. Bad, 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 bad. That'll be a drop layer, guaranteed. That is absolutely the worst thing they can do. Well, Sam I and I've been—I mean, Sam and I've been saying that too. And you've been the same way. Like that's so dumb. Like let—I get where they're coming from, but they're going to run this dude into the ground, and he's going to be worthless. Yeah. Then the Rangers will sign him. That's what happens. <laughs> And I still buy their merchandise. You just bought a, bought a new hat the other day. That's right. Yeah, man. No, but not to discredit uh, Houston or anything. I mean, Houston's been on a tear. Like you said, 7-3 their last 10. Seattle calmed down a little bit, but, I mean, they're 4-6 and six of their last 10. So that's not great. The Red Sox just took a series from them, which they really needed to take. Um, the Red Sox have tied almost every big series they've had this year. The one against the Astros. The first one against the, the Yankees. Second one against the Astros. Then in Seattle, same kind of thing. They split the series on all three of those. So they yeah. really needed to win a series against a good team. They finally did that this past weekend. Hmm. But anyway, not to knock on Seattle at all because they definitely uh, had some strength of schedule deals. But um, they've reverted the mean a little bit. And Oakland, they, I mean, they, I think you're right about them in a lot of ways. I think that they've uh, probably been better than people thought they would be. But I think at the end of the day, they're just... Uh, establishing trade pieces. Yeah. All right. And that's fine. There's a, there's a time and a place for it. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to the national league. How about that? Excellent. All right. So Atlanta is at 45 and 34, Philadelphia, 41 and 36, Washington, 41 and 37, the Mets at 32 and 45 and the Marlins at 32 and 48 thoughts. I'm wondering what the reaction is going to be in the five boroughs, uh, specifically from Jimmy, but really from just the entire city of New York, if the Marlins eclipse the Mets. Yeah, that's not a great look. Not a great look at all. That's a good point. Um, No, a few different things here from this division. Um, I still really like the the competitiveness that's going on. Um, you know, if the season ended today, we would have Atlanta winning and Phillies being on the outside looking in Phillies wouldn't even make a, um, wild card spot with the way the records are. So they definitely got to keep hammering and hammering away to Sam's point from a few weeks ago. I could still see Atlanta losing this division and given the strength of the Cubs and the surging Dodgers, it wouldn't surprise me if whatever team is second in the East. Um, if they miss completely or worst case scenario, if they're the, the best case scenario, if they're the second team in a wild card play in, what do you think? So Atlanta will miss not by much, but they will miss, uh, that Philadelphia team. I watched them on Sunday night baseball the other night, which brings into a whole nother thing that we'll have to talk about some other time with trolls and whatnot. I wrote a blog about it, but, um, that, that Philadelphia team's for real, man. Adubel Herrera is a legit baseball player. As of seven or eight minutes ago, they just beat the Yankees. Awesome. I think the Yankee. I think that's uh, that t- that series is tied at one and one now. I'm pretty sure. Okay. 
Um, I ordered my Acuna Jr. shirt, so hopefully the post office doesn't incinerate it. But uh, <laughs> um, I checked the address and everything, so I think we're okay. But I ordered that the other day, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I still, I mean, he hadn't even come back from injury yet, so we're still waiting on that. So Atlanta is going to strengthen a little bit, but I still don't know if they're going to be a match for Philly. And the Nationals have been really good, too. They've been 3-7 of seven of their last 10. They've, they've had trouble. Uh, I think they dropped that series to Philly this over this past weekend. Yeah, I think that's when they leapfrogged them. Yeah, so it's it's uh, that's shaping up to be a real horse race, so I'm excited to keep watching it. Um, all right, let's move on to the Central. Yeah, one final thought on the Nationals. I think because Harper's in a contract year, that's likely going to give the Nationals an extra two, if not three, wins. Uh, not the way things have been going. I understand because it's the last week in June. But I think as we're getting closer and closer, I think we're going to see a little bit of a turnaround. I don't know if we'll see a $400 million turnaround, nope. but I think we will see a turnaround. He's batting 219 on base, 361, and an OPS of 841. So that means he walks a lot. That's how I get from one place to another. Just kidding. Let's go to the central. Oh, you can tell we're recording this at night because the crickets are out. Oh, that's what it is. That must be what it is. Um, all right, on to the Central. Uh, Milwaukee at 46 and 33. Chicago, 43 and 34. St. Louis, 42 and 36. Pittsburgh, 37 and 42. And Cincinnati at 34 and 46. Thoughts? I love the competitiveness that the Cubs are um, really bringing to town. I think that... The Brewers, we talked to, we talked about eight or 10 minutes ago about teams that just don't have an identity. And that was something that was really plaguing the uh, Cleveland team up front this year. I'd say the exact opposite happened with Milwaukee. I think they knew exactly who they were. They knew that they were underdogs. They knew they were a young team coming out of the bat. And I think they're just having a hell of a good time doing it. What's great is now they're able to um, really butt heads with Chicago and by proxy, even St. Louis uh, Cubs are two games back. Cardinals are three and a half games back. So we still have a pretty decently tight top of the NL central. And uh, I think it's a good time to be watching national league baseball. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, you, you know, my thoughts on, on the brew crew. I've, I've made that very clear. However, I will say that I watched them do this same kind of thing last year and they really fell off a cliff. So I'm watching cautiously, I would say. It was with the All-Star break last year when they when they yep. fell off, right? Sure was. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. However, everything has gone pretty well. I mean, they're four or six of their last 10, but I still, I mean, they're 24 and 17 at home, 22 and 16 on the road. Uh, they lost to Kansas City today. That's not a great look. Uh, but besides that, um, they're on to Cincinnati next. So, I mean, that should be a series they should take care of, of business there. And that's divisional too, which will probably help them gain some lead there. Uh, I would totally agree with you. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, Cincinnati are 9-1 and one in their last 10. Yeah, man. They've turned it on a lot, lot recently. Matt Harvey's pitching really well. I picked him up in our minor league. Nice. Good for you, man. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. He's probably going to shit all Skyline Chili shit all over himself as soon as he can. So that'll be great. Um, Cannot Chris, wait. Chris Bryant hit the DL. 
So that'll be that'll make things interesting for the Cubs. I know that's not what they were looking for. One note uh, to well, I don't want to go there yet. Uh, Pittsburgh still kind of milling around. They're just in a competitive di- division that sucks. And like you said, Cincinnati's nine and one of their last ten. So uh, I think the have... thing that's that's impacting um, Pittsburgh is since they started trading away their talent over the offseason, I mean, you're really seeing it in run run differential. Um, whereas the Cardinals and the Cubs uh, and the Brewers, especially the Cubs, are in the positive range, uh, Pittsburgh, we're looking at a minus 12 run differential, 348 runs scored, 360 runs against. And, I mean, you just can't do that and expect to have long-term success. Nope, sure can't. What? So who run down the top five and run differential for me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So at the top of the majors, we actually have Houston, and it is by a mile. Yep. Houston is 174 in the green on run differential. Holy shit. The next closest team <laughs> is Boston with 120. Which is fucking good. <laughs> yeah, 120 is incredible. Yeah. Which just means like, the, and we've talked about it before. I wrote a blog about it a few weeks ago on sensiblyloud.com. Just the nightmare that is the Astros pitching. And I don't mean nightmare for Houston. I mean nightmare for anyone in the box that's facing um, the Houston pitchers. Other than Dallas fucking Keuchel. They still won the game today. He gave up five runs. I'm aware. Like I got negative game. fucking fantasy points for it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Anyway, uh, hey, but even so, um, even when they have an off day, Houston still finds a way to win, and that's why they have 54 wins It's because they're plus 147 in run differential or whatever the hell you said. To finish off differential talk, Boston's in second with 120. Yankees are in third with 108. Uh, That's whenever we first move over to the National League. We have the Brewers in fourth with, excuse me, the Cubs in fourth with a positive 85 and the Braves in fifth place with a positive 70. That's where we're at on run differential. Where are the Brewers? Brewers are at positive 54. Mm, that's lower than I thought it would be. It's yeah, concerning. I just think they're playing close games. Yeah. And that is the case in National League parks. Um, sure. but Well, not necessarily. Miami's down 111. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not a great look either. It's not what you're looking for. But no, no but the no, thing no. is, I would say... I, I just I guess I would worry a little bit more about the brew crew in the sense that I know how they fell off last year and how quickly that can happen and especially given where they are I wouldn't say teetering but they're not not a hundred percent where you want to be yeah and like it I would be super surprised to see a seller team like the Rangers or Miami or Cincinnati make a run but stranger things have happened that's why it's a 162 game season. We do see teams like the 2017 Brewers have the best darn first half of the season and then the worst darn second half of the season. Oh, dude, it was, it was brutal to watch game by game. Um, yeah, uh, one callback that we didn't mention while we were talking about the NL East. Did you see mm-hmm. that Jason Worth retired today? No. Interesting. Sure did. Uh, he didn't actually say retirement, but that's what he did. Sure. What happened? Um. Well, so first of all, this is a call back to Sam because Sam has a very famous drop of a quote of Jason Worth's. Hitting a baseball is the hardest thing in the galaxy. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, he's played for the Nationals for the last little while and uh, I guess decided to call it a, a day today. Yeah, good for him. I wish him, uh, wish him the best of luck in his post-MLB career. Exactly, exactly. He is... 
I don't even think he played. Oh, he's been hurt. I'm pretty sure he's been hurt all year this year. So that's probably why. Because he doesn't even have stats for 2018. So he must have been hurt. I got you. So yep. a medical retirement. That's what it sounds like. That is what it sounds like. Um, all right. Let's move on to the NL West. Finish things out. Arizona is at 45 and 34. The Dodgers are at 42 and 36. San Francisco at 41 and 39. Colorado 38 and 41. And San Diego at 36 and 46. Thoughts? Don't hate me for saying this, man. Dodgers two and a half back. My prediction that they might be at top atop the division by the All-Star break could still come true. How much would you hate me if that happened? Uh, you're wrong. So that's not going to happen. This no, Diamondbacks I, I the team. Diamondbacks, they've started to figure it out. I mean, realistically, props to them. They have pulled themselves out of the skid. Um, Arizona's looking pretty decent over their last few games. Um, so power to them on it. I think the division has started to normalize based on where we thought things were going to end up. The one asterisk I'll put by that is the fact that Colorado continued to fall. Boy, that they've team. Lost. I don't know what's going on with them, but they are not that great. I know. Um, they've lost the three in a row, and they're in fourth place in the division. They're only three and a half above the last place Padres. I mean, not a good time to be a fan of the Colorado Rockies. But once again, anything can happen, and they still are pretty close to the same talented ball club they fielded last year. I don't remember them making too many offseason moves, positively or negatively. They let a lot uh, of think, starting pitching go. What's that? They let a lot of starting pitching go. Hmm. That could explain the negative 48 run differential, 373 versus 421. Well, plus they pitch at course, so that doesn't help. True. Um, <laughs> Nolan Only Arenado. half the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nolan Arenado is probably one of Sam and I's top five favorite players. We both. That's mm-hmm. one that we definitely agree on. And he is hitting 314 on base 401, slugging 598 and an OPS of 989. Jeez. Talk about an underrated player. And they talk about Mike Trout being the best team in baseball. That, or the best player in baseball, excuse me. Hey, man, I think that when you have this many players, you're going to have. Um a pretty wide net for which we can cast, but I definitely wouldn't agree. Or I definitely would agree that, that you got a strong pick there for an undervalued player. He's got a war of three games last or right now. Last year, he had 7.2. In 2016, he had 6.6. Oh, my God. <laughs> so while you have it up, what are Trouts for the last three years? Uh, I can tell you one second. Um, and don't make a fish joke. I wasn't going to. That's you that makes those jokes, remember? Oh, that's right. Oh. You'll have to gill me. All right. Uh, Mike Trout, where am I starting? Uh, let's just work it back the last three years. No, this is way more important. In 2012, he had he was 10 and a half. Oh, my God. In 2013, he was nine. In 2014, 7.6. He dealt with some injuries that year. Uh, 2015, 9.4, 2016, 10.5, 2017, 6.7, also dealt with injuries last year, and uh, so far, 6.6 this year. Yeah, I'm going to say Trout's a better player. I'm just saying that people don't even talk about Nolan Arenado. I bet you most people don't even know who he is. Yeah, they'll say, Nolan Ryan? You're saying his last name wrong. Probably won't say that. 
No, <laughs> no one will ever say that. What other thoughts do you have on the West? It's pretty. Uh, the Dodgers are mashing dingers like crazy, and it's uh, it's good to watch. But we'll see how long it hangs on for. Kershaw pitched well the other night. He was on a fifty pitch leash, and I think he pitched fifty three, something like that, and was out of it. So yeah, they kept him close to it, but uh, definitely good good reports. Um, I know the Dodger fans and their Dodger dogs are happy to see uh, Kershaw making making a comeback. So definitely expecting to see things kind of normalize in that division. If anything that I just don't want to happen this year, it's that I don't want the Dodgers to win the World Series by any way. But I don't even want to. I don't, I don't even want them to get there. You don't want them to beat the Yankees in the World Series and make my prediction come true, and then you have to buy me Chipotle every week for a month. Okay, number one, I never agreed to that. That must uh, you have, just did. That must have been whenever you were uh, hanging out with the uh, guys down in Creative. Um, say that was that was the Sam and I only episode. We we made bets for you. Oh yeah, I'm the one that runs the production board, so I'm pretty sure. Anyway, we called we called them our Mookie bets. <laughs> okay, that was funny. <laughs> that was good all right those are the standings well done good stuff it's been a while since you and i went through it it's been great i know good stuff felt good we miss sam though that's for sure yes okay oh you know what the one thing i did not follow up on whenever we were talking about al east but i'll just plug real quick here What's um that? the hanley thing Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finish us off. There's some some good updates from the last episode. A few different uh, updates we need to make sure that we that we share. Yeah, absolutely. What's so going on with Hanley Ramirez. So he got cleared of everything. Essentially, the story ended up being that um, he knew this guy in the D, in the Dominican Republic. And then he uh, went through or like this guy, I guess, like had this package where all these drugs were. He got pulled over, was trying to help get out of this or whatever, and then was like FaceTiming Hanley. It it all kind of like added up. In other words, it it didn't amount to anything. And the guy pretty much turned around and was like, no, I I, I was just trying to get out of this. I'm sorry. Like, he has nothing to do with it, blah, 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 blah. So where do you think he's going to play? I don't think that he's going to play. Really? At this point, I I still don't think so, man. I I, I don't know. It doesn't seem – why would that not have happened by now? That's a good point. I feel like a mid-tier team might take a shot at something like that. He's going to have to do that to resurrect himself somewhere. Yeah. The thing that pisses me off is the fact that the Red Sox are about to have to go out and get a hitter. <laughs> right. uh, but but you can't like take the Colorado risk. or someone. Maybe, yeah. You can't take the problem. Well, but the problem is you don't have a DH there. He's really much um, got to go yeah. somewhere where he could play first base or be a DH. Um, Minnesota, maybe, maybe, but what's the point? Get a DH and, um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where he ends up. I, that was the most more. existential crisis question that you've ever posed on this podcast. I don't know, Ben, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> I was not with the guys down in creative. So that's, you know, we've been ragging on those guys hard today. Fun. Yeah, man. What'd they ever do to you? Nothing. Nothing at all. They've done nothing but help us. Anyway, good to know that Hanley is innocent. Stay hard, Hanley. Well, he's, he's not dead. So. <laughs> um, so I've got a question for you, Ben. Oh, yeah. What's going on? 17 years ago yesterday, Love June it. 26, 2001, 
What was going on? Uh, yeah, let me um, think back. 2001. That's the year Barry Bonds hit 73 home runs. Damn straight it was. That's the year that the Diamondbacks beat a post-9-11 Yankees for their first World Series win. Nailed it. That's the year that Albert Pujols, my rival, won NL Rookie of the Year. You want me to keep going? Sure. That's the year that Joe Maurer was the top draft pick. Is that it? I was in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> is this going to be like the Ichiro thing again? <laughs> What's that? Is this going to be like the Ichiro thing again? Yes. <laughs> um. So, 17 years ago yesterday, uh, June 26, 2001, first base was stolen as well. Oh, you mean like someone stole first base by sliding into it? Not exactly. The person okay. that stole it was Lloyd McClendon, the manager of the Pirates at that point. Oh, the McClendon base game. Oh, my, this is such a great story. You got to tell the grounds crew about this. Okay. So for those that don't remember, this is a real ass in the jackpot type situation. Um, <laughs> Lloyd McClendon, first year manager um, in a game against the Brewers. They were 21 games under 500 at this point. Nice. Think about how far we are into the season right now. So that's basically like your Orioles for this year. <laughs> Correct. Oh, so out of it, it's not even close, right? Right. Are you familiar with the, umpire, uh, with the umpire Rick Reed? I've heard the name. Okay, so he's been around a long time, and he's... Uh, I don't know if he's still... I don't think that he's still in one of the crews now. I can't remember specifically. Uh, but he's of that like Joe West type of crew of those guys, like that kind of right. old school baseball mentality kind of dudes. Anyway, um, makes it, there was a bang bang play, takes out you know basically a double play, takes out uh, first baseman. It was or the uh, the uh, hitter that was going to first base. It was close, but probably out. Sure. And um, later on in the game, same kind of thing happens. McClendon decides that Rick Reed is just blind and doesn't understand at all what's going on in this game and gets in his face and starts yelling and starts arguing like a, a good old-fashioned manager and an umpire type of fight. Good stuff. I believe it. I'm with you so far. My favorite thing in the world, and just the fact that Terry Collins thing came out recently makes it even better because that's that's always half the fun of, of a good manager uh umpire fight is just trying to make out what all is being said. Oh, absolutely. Um, anyway, Lloyd McClendon starts yelling about how he's not watching first base as it is and says in the press conference later that they were out to lunch and all this, blah, blah, blah. Marches right down the first base line and picks up first base and says, well, you're clearly not needing this, so I'm just going to take it with me. Picked up the base <laughs> and left. <laughs> that is incredible. It's not my favorite Video or, you know, like a uh, scenario of a manager getting thrown out of a game, but it's definitely in my top like three. Well, I mean, it's just like the ultimate middle finger to everyone else trying to <laughs> exactly. play or watch the game. Talk, talk about taking your ball and going home. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's pretty much what it is. And uh, yeah, it's an absolute gem. It's right up there with the old fashioned uh, Braves minor league manager who, 
he crawled up to the mound and threw the, the rosin bag like a grenade and stole third base, and it was, it was a debacle. The rosin grenade is, is, is golden, Jerry. Golden. Correct. Correct. Um, but yeah, good stuff. That, the, that was a commemorative uh, event yesterday, so I wanted to make sure we marked that on the outfielder. Love it. Well, well done, sir. Indeed. All right. Let's do one more uh, segment. Actually, we got two more segments, but a new segment called Ben's Mailbag. What do you think? I love it. So every uh, every so often, the outfielder mailbag. Uh, once again, we are on social media, and a great way to get a hold of us. But our mailbag's been filling up a little bit, and I decided to finally walk on out to the old mailbox and see what was in there. Uh, there were a few overdue tax notices, but we also got some great mail from one of our grounds crew up north. Are you familiar with grounds crew member Dan? I am. So Dan gave us a couple different things, a uh, few things. He He's the same grounds crew member who corrected us on the difference between the tuba and the sousaphone. You know, wherever I made up an answer and was right. <laughs> Not that you're taking credit. Hey, man, that's like right there on the tablets with our baseball predictions. <laughs> that's true. The difference in the sousaphone and the tuba. Um, but he had a couple different things uh, that are some good good little talking points here. Uh, number one, he pointed out, we asked about Parks and Rec. Uh, there was a Parks and Rec baseball episode, season six, episode 15. So for those of you with it on your DVR or your Netflix, go ahead and check it out. Uh, but he did get uh, ask a few questions. First one I want to pose to you. Justin, does the name Gabby DeMarco mean anything to you? Is this the broad that caught the uh, the baseball in her beer? It's 2018. You probably shouldn't use the word broad, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is the the woman who was at the Padres fan, catches the foul ball. It lands square in her beer cup. So what's she do? Does she drop it? Chugged does it. she get surprised? No. She bottoms up the whole damn thing. Um, that's kind of like becoming a trend, I think, where if you catch the, the ball in your beer cup, you got it. You got to chug it. I mean, is there anything else that you would do? Do you know my thoughts about the wave? Yes. My feelings about the wave. That's uh, how I covered this early in the show. Uh, Justin is very anti wave. Oh my God. There's nothing stupider at a baseball game than the fucking wave. Um, I'm starting to get there with this trend too. Really? Yes. I know how much you like baseball and to a lesser extent beer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I don't need a baseball in my beer, number one. Uh, number two, it's just overplayed at this point. It's happened so many times. I'm more of a fan of the the guy that catches the, the, the ball in his beer with the baby strapped to him. I want oh, some okay. challenge here. I don't want you to just be standing in the right place at the right time and just hold your cup up and bloop. Let's just drink it. Three quarters of it's been splashed out, but let's just take it down. Man, you got some hot sports opinions on this. You like the little bloop noise I did? I did. That was good. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to mark that. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely Sam mark that for later. Uh, we did get one additional final thing from ground screw member Dan, and he asked us a question. It was uh, something the extent of, uh, yeah, I can't find the actual mail. I think the pony from Pony Express chewed on the envelope, but the gist of it was, um, what's the history of your favorite baseball team's team name? So, Justin, as a Red Sox homer, 
can you tell me anything about how the Red Sox got their name aside from the fact that they probably showed up with socks that were red? Yeah, I think it was something to do with like they had um like they had their first games and everything. It was like 1907, I believe, and uh it was like early early on obviously, but um they kind of modeled everything after the White Sox because they had like the red stockings and they needed something other than like stockings win on the front uh cover of the, you know, the Boston Globe, and <laughs> so they ended up going with the Red Sox. Nice. That's good. That's good. Uh, I'll take it as well. The Texas Rangers were named after the law enforcement agency, not the Chuck Norris television program. Walker. It's a classic. I know. No. um, Yeah. That's where you get Wilford Brimley uh, telling us all about his diabetes. (laughs) Wait, hopefully not in the same thing, right? I don't think it's in the same thing. But for all I know, one episode of Walker, Texas Ranger may have served as a diabetes PSA for Wilford Brimley. But was Wilford Brimley in that show? Yeah, man. Okay, I thought so. I thought so. I couldn't remember. No, so the Rangers came to town. They were the Washington Senators, uh, the iteration of them that came out in the 1960s. They moved to Arlington in 1972, and they adopted the name. Um, There was a DFW Ranger minor league club back in the day, so they took the name from that. Uh, the DFW Rangers was a merge of the Dallas Rebels and the Fort Worth Cats. Like when they combined leagues, they combined the teams. Gotcha. Makes sense. We'll have to do some more uh, historical stuff. Love me some history. I meant to oh. ask you, what is your thought or what are your thoughts about Sam's proposal to put more green and different MLB teams, logos and uniforms? I'm not opposed to it. But I'm not nearly as on board with it as he is. It's a good idea, but there's something to be said about the reds and the blues and the navies and the grays and the blacks and the whites. Like, I think that just overall, those colors are just very, very stark. And I think the idea was it was America's pastime. And so there would be colors that we'd often see incorporated in flags. Okay. Remind me at the end of this episode, Justin, to put my pants in the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about uniforms. <laughs> I hope that that was an elaborate setup. I No, it really wasn't. But I, <laughs> I, I really, really wasn't, actually. I actually wanted to know your thoughts on that. But then I thought about the fact that you were about to talk about uniforms and that we had that drop. So I had to, had to go with it. Um, well, that's from our famous episode about skunk pants, which is whenever, <laughs> uh, for those that are just tuning in and this is your first episode, if you don't put your jeans in the dryer or they don't dry all the way, they get that gross, a mildew smell, uh, which I call skunk pants. And what'll happen is I'll be too sleepy in the morning. I won't notice it. I'll get to work and I'll realize I'm wearing my skunk pants. Damn. That's a rough day. It's a rough day. It's a rough day. Oh, good stuff. Do we have anything else left in Ben's mailbag? Uh, no, that's it. You know, I'm, I'm anxious to check the outpost again, uh, see if any carrier pigeons show up. But so far, all of our normal forms of communication, telecom, facsimile have been checked. So we have the interns keeping an eye on it. The problem was a couple of weeks ago, they were all downstairs uh, picking up mail at the outpost and somehow some minor fire started and they burned like half of the uh, faxes and uh, envelopes. So 
Uh, if we didn't answer your question, make sure to shoot it back to us. We'll make sure to get to it next time. Yeah, so two things. One, when I asked the interns about it, all they said was, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. Oh, you were laughing. Don't do crickets if you were laughing. I'll admit um, it. That was pretty funny. Two, if you have questions that you want them included in the mailbag, just reach out to us on social media at OutfielderPod. Absolutely. All right. Last segment. What do you think? Super ready. What time is it, Justin? Rapid fire! Rapid fire. Let's ask some rapid fire questions. Rapid fires. Rabid fires? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. Rabid riers? Rabid riers? Dryers? (laughs) All right. Ben, are you ready to admit defeat when it comes to challenging me about the Diamondbacks? No. No, absolutely not. Only um, at the end of September when we see who made the playoffs and you see that the Dodgers have won that division, will I be ready to admit or to stop my um, my challenges. Are you aware that I can go back and cut audio from any episode to make sure that my point is made? Yes. Okay, just checking. I'm very aware. But guess what? I'm betting on that you don't have that much free time. You're betting wrong, my friend. <laughs> All right, question for you. What is more likely, the Baltimore Orioles winning this wor- this year's World Series or Trump appointing a liberal activist judge to the Supreme Court? The, 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 <laughs> that's good. That's political and baseball. Uh, I would say the Orioles winning the World Series. Yes. Also, you had mentioned earlier about the manager change. They need a GM change, not a manager change. Okay, it's interesting. Yep. Uh, my second question actually has to do with the Orioles as well. Oh, good. Double Orioles in the, in the rapid fire. Good. I know it. I know it. Are you glad that Chris Davis of the Orioles, who would fit in perfectly with the Texas Rangers, no longer plays for them? Yeah, I think that when it comes to overpaid batters, we have plenty. Hint, Joey Gallo. He's not overpaid. He's still a, still a young buck. It's going to be overpaid. Yeah, I think he's betting, betting 158. He's overpaid. If he's making <laughs> league money and batting 158, he's overpaid. Completely fair. Okay, my second question and final question for the night. Since our host Sam is not here, I have to assume he is out doing something much, much different. How many beers has Sam had tonight? Uh, well, like I said, he's out leading that charge against time with a few of the interns, so I would say no less than six. And I feel no, like if you're fighting time, you'd have to stop on beer and start on absinthe. Maybe. I would say less or more than six, but less than 13. It's <laughs> a pretty wide range. <laughs> hey, man, I know the guy. I know the guy. Oh, I love it. Well, we want to thank everyone for tuning into our episode today. If you like what you're hearing, remember, we are at sensiblyloud.com. Check us out. Make sure to go there. You can hear all of the latest podcasts, plus read up-to-date blogs and opinion pieces by Justin, myself, and all of our great contributors. Don't forget, if you like basketball, check out On the Break, a basketball podcast. We are on Facebook, The Outfielder Podcast. We are on Twitter, at Outfielder Pod. We are on Instagram, at Outfielder Pod. And of course, however you get your iTunes, excuse me, however you get your podcast audio, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. That really helps us out. Thank you, Ben. All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in for episode 29 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with a sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds Crew, 
Please keep patrolling that outfield, and we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast. Yeah.